Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I am your host, Dee. Today on the show, I have someone who's known on stage as Freddie Prince Charming, two-time male impersonator of the Year Award, winner for the Arizona Drag Diamond Crystal Awards, co-host of the webcast, Let's Have a Fief. Is that how you pronounce it? Fifi. Let's Have a Fifi. Um, please welcome to the show, Jace Ryden. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, no, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped to have you here. So pumped to have you here. I went through... Um, some of your um i went through your uh, the the freddie prince charming facebook page and uh some of the the like the makeup and costuming that you do is choice thank you choice it's, it's taken me about 15 years to get to that point but yeah you know. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's 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 evident that you've been doing it for a while because it, it like a lot of your recent stuff that I, I went through I didn't go uh, as far back. Did as you, you just had. call me old? You totally just called me. What? Old. No, I'm just. <laughs> we get better, right? We get better and better as we do things. So, I mean, like, so as as an artist, um, a, a freelance artist, especially trying to negotiate pricing for uh, the creation of things, right? And people are like, oh, it takes you this just a few minutes to get that done. No, it it took me 15 years and a few minutes to get it done. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So what I'm commenting on is it's it's obvious you've been doing it for a while because it looks it mm -hmm. looks so good. It looks so sure, good. Sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Ooh, saved. Save myself. <laughs> Save myself. Excellent. So how have you how have you been? How has hot. life been treating you lately? Yeah, really hot. Mm. Um, Arizona is essentially on the surface of the sun at this point. Um, oh. We have hit well over 60 days at this point in triple digits, which we've broken every other record out there. That's gross. Um, yeah, oh, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. We had a quote unquote cold front um, of like last 99? week for essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it dropped down into the 70s at oh, night for so like nice. three days. It was gorgeous. Wow. Um, and then today it was 114. So I hate that. I hate. I went to, I went to Phoenix once when I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time, and I was on my way to Vegas, and we stopped by Phoenix to hang out. We we showed up in Phoenix at 11 at night, and it was like 99 degrees, and I was like, yeah. what? What is this? Why? Yeah. Yeah, during the summer, like seriously, it 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 stays. Our our lows are other people's highs. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, I hate <laughs> it. I hated it. But I mean, well done sticking it out, staying. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> I've been here way longer than I ever anticipated. Yeah. And uh, mm, oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's rough. That is rough. Um. Let's get into it. Let's just do it. Sure. Let's go sure. for it. Okay. So uh, for everybody listening, if this is your first time listening, what we do is we take um, a time in the guest's life, uh, whether it's a, a decision or something that uh, happens that affects them. And then uh, it, it's something that has affected them uh, for years that they can see long lasting effects. Uh, so uh, today, Jace, let's, um, let's hear what your decision is. 
Cool. All right. Well, mine goes all the way back to 1997. Okay. So I'm totally dating myself at this point. <laughs> um, I was graduating from high school. Okay. And my top two choices uh, for a university uh, were Hawaii and San Francisco. Okay. Both were really high up there. Um, we had visited San Francisco uh, a lot uh, growing up. It was one of my favorite cities. Um, I always loved the vibe. Like mm -hmm. I, I was, it was amazing. I loved the weather. I loved everything. Hawaii, I also loved. I loved the culture. I loved all of it. And it seemed like a good sort of halfway point. Um, I was uh, graduating from high school in Bangkok. Oh, wow. Right. So on top of making this, you know, massive decision that, you know, what what university am I going to go to? Because, you know, education and all this mm -hmm. shit. I'm also dealing with this sort of culture shock because I'd spent up until that point a good almost 18 years overseas. Oh, OK. Were you a military brat? I was not. My parents were educators. Ah, OK. Okay. So in fact, you didn't, I never you didn't... had anybody like I never met anybody whose parents were in the military until I moved back to the States. It was really strange. I couldn't understand why people kept asking me if my parents were military. I was like, why would you even ask? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so they were, were they were um traveling educators then? Or did they mm -hmm. uh okay. So you weren't you didn't you did you travel around Southeast Asia or throughout all of Asia? Mostly mostly Southeast Asia. Okay. Um my dad, before I came along, my dad uh spent time teaching in uh I believe Turkey, Greece, Iran. Oh wow. Uh and then he and my mom moved to Jakarta. Okay. And they were there for almost a decade before I came along. Oh, okay. So it was after after I was born, it was another three odd years in Indonesia. Then we moved to Tunisia for a little bit. Okay. And back to Michigan for brief stint. I barely remember it. It was awful. Too many white people. Um, <laughs> and then back to Southeast Asia. We were in Sri Lanka for three years and then Bangkok where I graduated. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you, you guys bounced around. Um, did your parents, did they teach English or were they just? Oh, no, no. No, my mom, um, before my parents got divorced, my mom uh, primarily uh, was a librarian, actually. Hmm. That was what her degree was in. Um, but she also taught Spanish. Ah, okay. So she would teach Spanish. She would. Uh, she was a librarian. She actually computerized a massive library in the 70s, if you can believe that shit. Wow. Uh, my dad was primarily an administrator. Um, in his okay. early years teaching overseas, he usually taught things like social studies and whatnot. Um, but uh, by the time I was born, I believe he'd been principal and, you know, elementary principal, secondary principal, um, whatever. Um, and he stayed an administrator until he decided to retire. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So me trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college mm -hmm. was tricky. Sure. Because I I knew where I didn't want to go. Um, and I was actually fortunate enough. I Every school that I applied to, I was accepted. Oh, that's great. At, right. So I, I, I had my pick. I really did. I could have gone to uh, University of Michigan, Michigan State, U of A, mm -hmm. um, uh, 
Northeastern. Um, wow. There were a couple, there were, there were, I, I had a, I had a, a bunch. I had a, mm-hmm. you know, but my top two were Hawaii and San Francisco. Okay. So after hemming and hawing and deciding that I really didn't want to be within any sort of driving distance of my parents after my dad decided to retire, I opted for Hawaii. Okay. Which I figured was a good kind of halfway point, you know, still very, um, very diverse in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- obviously the, the Asian population was, is, is a big chunk of Hawaii's population, yeah. which made me feel at home. I was like, this is great. I don't have to go straight from, you know, a completely diverse life to nothing but white folks. Right. Cause, uh, um, so yeah, now, yeah. okay i can dig um a question um sure the last place you lived in the states was michigan before you graduated high school did they consider that your your state so uh michigan were you considered uh in state or would that have been out of state for you i would have been considered in state had i gone to like uh university of michigan or michigan state gotcha okay so even though you hadn't lived there in years they're like well this is the last place you did my my dad had a house there we went back to Michigan every summer. Ah, okay. okay. So it was like, it was sort of a, I guess, sort of a home base. Gotcha. Which, like his, my dad grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, so we had other family in Michigan. Gotcha. Um, but he, you know, they bought a house there in the 60s and mm. just maintained it, okay. basically. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, it was, cool. a, it was my, my permanent address, basically, my entire life, even though I really didn't spend that much time there right okay all together okay that's cool uh how many languages do you speak fluently yeah jesus now i barely speak english um (laughs) so i I love it (laughs) right maybe three quarters on a good day um these days sadly because if you don't use it you lose it yeah i'm pretty much limited to English. However, um, by the time I graduated from high school, I spoke Thai fairly fluently. I spoke French fairly fluently. Hmm. Um, I could get by in Bahasa, which is one of the, um, the, the dialects in Indonesia. My stepmom's Indonesian. So I grew up around that. Um, now thanks to apps on my phone, Mm -hmm. I can, Go to a Mexican restaurant, mm. and th- th- my accent is not too bad if I decide I want to order, you know, tamales or enchiladas or something. Right. So, okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can dig that. I mean, that that, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've been I've been learning Greek for a couple of years, just by myself with cell phone apps, and as as good as I feel I'm getting, uh, actually trying to talk to myself in Greek. Man, I feel like I'm like I'm, I'm a two year old with a whole bunch of stuff up there, and all I'm getting out is Wawa. I want some you, Wawa. You know, that's it. You you talk to yourself in Greek? Oh yeah, yeah. I try and so here's here's a a fun quirk about me. Um, like throughout my whole life, I've decided like, okay, I want to experience life as this group of people, right? So for example, uh, I would blindfold myself and just live out the day blind. 
you know? And part of me was like, oh, well, what if I'm ever blind? At least, you know, I will, I will know what to expect. I mean, you really don't, I guess. Right. I, I, I could always just take it off and see. Uh, but in my like <laughs> nine-year-old mind, I was like, I'm ready, you know? So even now, right. like, I'll, I'll try and have daydreams in another language. When I lived in Puerto Rico and I was learning Spanish, um, I would do the same thing. I would like try and daydream in Spanish because someone I know who uh, she went to school for romance languages. Uh, she said, uh, if you write poetry in that language, that really helps, uh, you learn it because you're, you're having to play around with nuance and you know, that sort that of thing. Makes sense. And I was like, Oh, that's great. That, so that, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I never wrote poetry. I would just daydream because that, that was the closest I was going to get to, <laughs> to that. <laughs> So, I mean, but even now, like just trying to get the words out, I, mean, I have to speak so slowly. You know? Yeah. the See, and I can, I can understand, like if I've got French or Spanish being spoken to me, mm-hmm. I can understand most of it. Okay. I just can't get the grammar and the syntax to be able to respond Snap correctly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so fun. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> All right. So you've chosen Hawaii. Yep. It's a middle ground. I'm guessing that your parents retired in California. Nope. Um, they, they, they my, my dad went back to Michigan. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that would be a much better halfway point from Bangkok to Michigan than just, you know, right. To California. I just, okay. I didn't want them to be able to just jump in a car and come visit me. That was like my big thing. I'm like, nah, mm. I'm gonna, we're not going to have that right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can dig that. All right. So he retired back to Michigan. Uh, you're, you went to Hawaii or do you just, did you just choose it? No, I did. I went. You went. Okay. Did you spend all four years there? Graduated? Have- I did not. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. See, Let's this is it. and this is where this is this is where things could you know have taken a you know. Mm-hmm. So, I absolutely yeah no did not. Um, I was in Hawaii for four years. Okay. But I didn't graduate. Um, I ended up. Dropping out after mm, two and a half years. Okay. Which, thinking back, it's probably a really stupid move because with the program that I was in in high school, I had all sorts of credits and I could have graduated early. Mm, Okay. But you're young, you're dumb, you do stupid shit. Yeah. So I didn't graduate. Okay. Instead, I went for two years bummed around Hawaii doing pretty much nothing for the rest of the two years. Like it was mm. okay. And then ended up moving to Tucson with a partner in 2001. Okay. And I've been in Arizona ever since. Interesting. So, mm. uh, did you, I'm, I'm assuming this is a romantic partner. It is. Okay. It was, was <laughs> Okay. So uh, you met this, was um, this relationship the reason that you left school? No, actually it wasn't. That I can say. Um, I left because I was bored to tears, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I wasn't being challenged. um, And thinking back on it, the counselors were complete shite. Like they should have, you know, I, I spent a good chunk of my life overseas not one single person ever recommended hey why don't you do something like oh i don't know international business sure yeah to go you know what i mean to yeah like low (laughs) (laughs) nothing not a damn thing so i futzed around taking you know different courses and different things and Mm -hmm. 
And finally, I was like, all right, this is really stupid because you're trying to teach me how to write a 500 word essay. And in order to graduate from high school, I basically had to write a dissertation. So I'm out. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah, it was you just attended the what would be the the required courses to get you like your associate's degree after two and a half years. I feel like that's that's just basic. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. So the basics are done, but you're not feeling challenged. You don't necessarily feel motivated in what they have to offer. Um, Okay. So, so you, you, you dipped. Okay. I did. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Two and a half years, about two years later, came out to Tucson. All right. So then um, let's talk about life at that time. Uh, Is it just you, your dad, your stepmom, or do you have siblings? I have no siblings. I'm an only child. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Did they, did your parents want more kids? Were you a surprise? Oh, I was a big surprise. Um, I didn't find out how big of a surprise I was until um, I got old uh, paperwork that my dad brought me that was my mom's. And it had okay. a bunch of stuff, paperwork and documents and all sorts of things. And for all practical purposes, my mother should not have been able to get pregnant with me. What? Yep. Should not. She, in fact, um, I believe she had had one ovary removed and one fallopian tube removed on opposite sides. Oh, wow. Right. Oh, so I don't know. No idea how that managed to happen. Wow. But it did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. That's actually bonkers. My dad was in his mid 40s when I was born. Okay. He is, he'll be 85 in January. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and you said you bummed around for those, um, for those two years after you left school. Um, mm-hmm. were you like couch surfing? Did you, uh, well, retail so, food service jobs? The, there's a good six months that not a lot of people actually know about, but I was essentially homeless. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, it's not something that, I didn't even tell my dad. I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of, I was like, I'll, I'll figure shit out. I had mm. a storage. Um, I got like a, like a, like a mailbox at a UPS store that had, you know, it has like a legitimate address so yeah. that my dad never knew that I didn't have an actual place. Right. Um, I did spend some time on some couches. Um, I stayed with uh, my partner and her husband quite a bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, funny. You don't think about things, but that was actually my first poly relationship at like 19. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. W- was that something that happened kind of organically because you two or something? And she's like, well, why don't you come stay here with me? He happened to be there and it evolved from there. Or was it a three of you thing from the get? Um, It was. Mm, I met him first, actually. Oh, wow. um, okay. I don't know uh, if. I'm not going to assume age, but <laughs> okay. back in the day, back in my time, right. you know, there was AOL and AOL had chat rooms sure. and there was MIRC chat rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And in these MIRC chat rooms, there were, you know, different, you could go in and, and find chat rooms that were uh, for specific places and whatever. And I happened into the Hawaii chat chat room. Okay. So I actually met her husband and a whole bunch of other people in this chat room. Mm -hmm. And then through him, I met her and then it just sort of, he 100% had ulterior motives in hooking me up with his wife. Okay. But the whole working him into it, that just sort of, that was sort of an organic thing. Gotcha. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Okay. Just, just sort of happened. Now, uh, were, were you in those chat rooms uh, in when, when you're in Thailand? Or, nope. Oh, no. no, I lied, actually. Well, I mean, I not in the, was I? God, I know I was. I was in the MIRC chat rooms while I was in Bangkok, but I don't remember if I bounced into the Hawaii chat one before or after I moved to, to Hawaii. I think it was after I after. moved. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but you were, you were active in, in chat rooms and stuff like that uh, when you were, it's still in high school. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it was 96, 97. So oh, I yeah. would say active is a very loose term. You sure. know, you, you, you deal with what you can get when, yeah. you, you know, we didn't have a computer that had internet, Oh, but my friends did. Okay. So, you know, that right. was, we, we, we'd all, yeah. Huddle around the keyboard and talk to people. pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember yeah. those days. I remember those it's, days. You know, 96, 97. You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, AOL Instant Messenger and uh, AOL's chat rooms taught me to type. That makes sense. Yeah. So I know how to yeah. type and I type as quickly as I do because of the chat rooms. Of the or, chat rooms. Right. Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. had to keep up with the, the things. Uh -huh. things move, yeah. They know. zip yeah. through yeah. and you're like, oh, man, I got to get this out before it scrolls up and no one's going to read it. Right. I right. And then no one will like, see it. So yeah. you have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all my my typing classes in in high school were complete shit compared to uh oh, what yeah. you know the internet taught me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um so what were some of your hobbies when you were in school? Or around that time. In in the time when you were in Hawaii. Let's let's keep it all to Hawaii. Hobbies. Um I was in community theater um for at least Probably about the first year, but then I decided that I no longer wanted to present the way I was presenting, and then that kind of changed that. Um, okay. What else was I doing? I don't know. I was a beach bum. Hmm. Movies, music. Oh, my God. I went dancing all the damn time. Yeah. We were out dancing constantly. There was one bar that was 18 and over, so I was always a DD. Nice. <laughs> but... It was, I mean, it was great. We'd, we'd just, we'd go and we'd, you know, go out every damn weekend. Mm -hmm. um, beach, cooking, cooking, food. Food has always been big with me. Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, God, let's see what else. What was your, what was your favorite thing to eat when you lived in Bangkok? Thai food. Sure. <laughs> 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 what uh what 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 dish <laughs> um honestly pretty much anything that you could find like on a street cart mm -hmm. the street food was always the best damn food although 
you could get some really, really amazing food. There was a noodle shop across the street from the school mm. where you could find some fantastic stuff and a restaurant called Cabbages and Condoms, which was Interesting. outstanding. Okay. Yeah. my I spent like a month in Thailand almost three three years ago, just about. And my favorite thing to eat that I ate probably the most was just like minced pork with Thai basil over some white rice with a few fried uh, eggs. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's a good go-to. Yeah. That was my jam. And, and because it was like, uh, like $1 us, um, yeah. I was like, okay, I cannot, how can I cannot say no to this? I cannot. It's filling. It's delicious. It's spicy. Um, it, and it's a dollar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You you get it in like a little either either a styrofoam like a little styrofoam plate with mm-hmm. like stuff just piled, or depending on where you get it, you get like your sticky rice in one bag over yep. here, and then you get the pork in the other bag over yep. here. Oh man, memories! I love that place. I love that. I you know I was just back for my twenty year re- Jesus twenty year reunion. Um, <laughs> a few How did years that go? Ago. How did that go? Well, so that was actually kind of interesting because I went back for my 10 year and then went back for my 20 year. Mm-hmm. And every time I go back, I'm a little bit different. So when I went back, I left mm-hmm. and, you know, I graduated. I had long hair. I, you know, it was just mm. um, <laughs> 10 years later, I went back and I had short hair. I was a very out, open lesbian, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I go back another 10 years later and, <laughs> and I'm not a lesbian anymore. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm a dude. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. And mm-hmm. for the most part, nobody even batted an eye. There right. were a couple of people that didn't recognize me right mm-hmm. off the bat. Okay. But once they did, like no one, no one said anything. There was like, it was, it was nothing. Nobody cared. It was great. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I my my twenty year reunion, um, it was so poorly uh, organized that um, there were two competing reunions. That kind of <laughs> happens. There were just two Facebook groups saying, "Hey, come to this reunion." No, fuck that reunion. Come to this reunion. Oh and, my god! Uh, I obviously went to neither. Um, so, <laughs> but it just reunions are funny to me and it was it was an enjoyable experience watching the facebook meltdowns (laughs) no come on that's that's, oh my god yeah that's fantastic yeah it's great Uh, it's great um so you said you're a big fan of music at the time uh hit me with some of your your favorite bands from that time what were you listening to i was listening oh I was listening to a lot of like '90s R&B and hip hop. Yes, like the good shit. Mm-hmm. Like Warren G. Get some Tupac in there. The original Destiny's Child. Remember when there was four of them? Oh, I sure do. Yeah, <laughs> I sure do. It was like, what do you mean there were four? No, nope, mm-hmm. there were four. <laughs> oh yeah. Throw some Janet Jackson in there. Okay. I'm into that. Plus into some, that. you know, I had to have some Brit pop. I grew up overseas. So sure. Spice Girls, take that, you know, some uh-huh. boy zone. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I, were you, were you just interested in like what was, what was current or was, was it like all nineties? Cause I know, um, boys to men was probably my favorite band in the nineties. 
I fell asleep at a boys to men concert. Oh, that makes me so I was sad. front row. I was front row. Oh. And I I got to see him in 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 Thailand. We were in I think we were in Pattaya actually and uh my friend's mom got us tickets they were playing at a club there and I was literally we were sitting like right at the the they were on the stage. Mm-hmm. We were right there. There was like a bar. I fell asleep. I did. Dang. I was like this is boring as fuck and I hate it. Really? Yeah. Man, that makes me so sad. <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> I oh. was not a boys to men fan. I just I wasn't. Oh, okay, I, I that's, wasn't, fair. I, that's fair. That's fair. They had but, so I uh, I will say that one of the reasons why I love boys to men is because I I'll make love to you is my go to karaoke song. <laughs> <laughs> and what what I especially love to do is I'll find the chattiest Chad in the room, oh, and God. I will. I will just make eye that, contact. And get that I, out. Brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. And if, if if I don't know his name, I'll find out his name. And instead of saying like baby or babe, whenever it comes, it's his name. And that it it, yeah, the chattiest Chad because they just get so oh. angry. I'm like, but why? I'm singing a beautiful song to you. Aren't you? Oh you my be god. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i love it I, uh, I i i love that song so that's that's one of the reasons why i finally remember it then but man boring good to know good to know yeah they were terrible in concert <sighs> absolutely awful yeah really bad yeah i mean a lot of bands a lot of bands are like that the the studio remixes tend to be way better than anything they could actually produce which yeah. is always really disappointing you know yeah do you yeah. do you play music at all i used to Um, I haven't picked up an instrument in God knows how long. I can't even tell you. Um, But, you know, through high school, um, I played guitar. I played bass, tenor sax, flute, violin. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you think I was I was a theater kid. I was. Oh, that's fair. Music. Yeah. yeah. Do you think any of your um, musical tastes were um, inspired by the instruments that you play? Do you think you were drawn to anything because you played a specific instrument? No, you don't hear a lot of tenor sax in Madonna, you know. What? So, you don't? <laughs> but my tastes were also really eclectic. Even growing up, my tastes were eclectic. Okay, because I love jazz, and like in high school, I actually sang in choirs that did like Carmina Burana, hmm. um, Handel's Messiah, the Coronation Anthems, like uh, Mozart's Requiem. Like, so Ooh. I, yeah, so. Like I'm very eclectic. Like I love jazz bands, and you know, mm. my music teacher in high school was amazing, and would teach it, like take us to bars. Huh. I love it. <laughs> that, it's just you know, this is what happens when you grow up overseas. There are no rules, really. <laughs> oh, That's great. Yeah, I, I think a lot of my musical tastes depend on what instrument I'm currently playing with the most. So, yeah, so I grew up, uh, well, not even, well, I I started learning guitar when I was 12 for like a month and then I didn't touch it again until I was like 20. Uh, but when I was playing drums the most, I was heavy into jazz and funk. And then when I switched to like guitar, it was more like singer songwriter and things of that folk, just because like, oh, this is something that showcases this instrument that I'm playing around with the most. Uh, that makes but, sense. I've, yeah. I've always been really drawn to like just with stuff that I'm listening to. Like mm-hmm. I've always been drawn to things that aren't stupid. Um, <laughs> usually, 
Uh, I, we'll just ignore the fact that I listened to the Spice Girls for a hot minute. Um, Everyone did. And, but, like, I loved lyrics that actually meant something. I love music that actually, like, made okay. you feel something. Sure. And then, of course, stuff that I could dance to because any chance yeah. for me to dance and I'm on the floor. So Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, what was your what was your typical routine? Let's say what your right. typical routine was when, when you were in school and then how it changed um, when you left. In school, my typical routine, I was busy. I was always busy. I was involved in everything. So hmm. My typical routine was kind of atypical. Um, I, you know, get up, go to school. Um, I was always at school early because my dad worked there. Okay. So I was usually just went to school with him. Um, but there were always at least a handful of other teachers' kids around. So, you know, um, you know, classes were fairly standard. But then it was after school, my routine was there was always something. Mm -hmm. It was either drama mm -hmm. or band or student council or interschool student council mm. or something. There was always something because I was that kid. Gotcha. Um, okay. Choir, whatever. Um, always involved. Right. How did that Absolutely. change when you made it to Hawaii? Were you well, just as busy? When you were in uh, I wasn't, actually. So when we first moved to Hawaii, I first moved to Hawaii, and I was able to, I was, I was taking theater classes. Okay. Um, right. And got involved in uh, community theater there for a little bit. But after I shaved my head and started presenting a little bit more masculinely, mm -hmm. that was harder to do mm. because... I wasn't comfortable playing super effeminate roles, but there really at the time weren't any sort of, you know, queer theater groups or, you know, or anything like that. So mm. I just kind of stopped. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So basically my routine in Hawaii was for at least for the first little bit, get up, go to class go to the beach, mm -hmm. you know, lather, rinse, repeat. Sure. Basically. <laughs> so, well then during those six months when you were effectively homeless, what was, what was like a typical day like for you then? I basically just get up. I would go to work. Okay. You know, that's, that was pretty much it. I would spend as much time out of wherever, you know, whosoever house I was crashing at or whatever, couch i was sleeping on at the time or whatever mm -hmm. um i you know I'd, I'd spend as much time out of there as possible so i would work as much as i could if i you know if they'd let me work overtime i'd totally work overtime if i wasn't working overtime then i would grab my shit and go to the beach hmm. okay okay i can dig that um during that time were you did you ever have the misfortune of having to sleep outside? I did not. I was extraordinarily fortunate in that. Okay. Extremely fortunate. Okay. So let's say you're, you've just finished your second year um, at the university of Hawaii. You're two years in. You said after two and a half years is when you dropped out, right? 
Thereabouts, yeah. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. let's say you're at the beginning of the your third year, the beginning of that year. Um, what was your projection life like for your life? What did you what, what, what were you thinking? Okay, this is I think where I might pursue life from this point. Honestly, mm-hmm. at that point, I really didn't know. Okay, um, because. I was already getting bored at that point. So I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, what do I do? And the counselors weren't really doing anything. They weren't helping. Right. Okay. So I was just sort of going through the motions at that point. Hmm. Um, and I, I knew that it was kind of around then when it really started becoming apparent that living in Hawaii is not that cost effective. <laughs> yeah. Even back then it was mm-hmm. expensive. And when you're a student who, when I was in school, I was doing like a work study thing. So I was working in different areas around the university. Okay. Um, and I lived in the dorms for the most part, but yeah, like trying to, be able to afford to do things to to go places like I was I didn't leave the island I left the island twice in the four years oh wow okay yeah was it to come to the like, mainland or did you go back to uh, Asia? once I went back to Bangkok okay and once I went to New York oh okay Meanwhile, you know, I'm doing the typical college thing, maxing out all my credit cards, Ooh. you know, all the. It's a prerequisite yeah, all for the, all of you people yep, that are thinking about going to college. You have to max yep. out at least one credit card. That's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You max it out, but you don't actually pay it. Right. Why would you pay it? You don't, Never. You don't pay it. You just max it out. Yeah. And make sure you buy things that you're not going to use for very long. Oh, absolutely. Um, Like go to the Disney store. Mm-hmm. Do there still Disney stores? Yeah, the, yeah. Go to the Disney store. That's a that's a good one. Go to yeah. the Disney store. Um, cause there's absolutely nothing there that you will ever need ever, but mm-hmm. go and spend a couple hundred dollars because oh, yeah. why not? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. part of the college experience. Yep. Have some parties, you do some studying, you max out a credit card. Perfect. Yep. It's yep. perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know. All I knew was again, you know, it, it Hawaii's not cheap. Yeah. And I knew that there needed to be something but I didn't know what I was. A, I didn't have the guidance that I probably should have had, mm. honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Not in any way, shape or form. Like there just there wasn't there weren't, you know, I had um, like my friends weren't really all that helpful. You know, school counselors, guidance counselors, complete shites, not mm-hmm. helpful at all. Um, so, you know, that's where things just kind of went. Okay. Um, would you consider yourself spiritual at all? Um, I would after a fashion. Um, I, I okay. grew up with uh, being exposed to so many different types of religions. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, I think, I want to say grew up, I want to say Methodist. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what denomination he was. But I got dragged to church for many years. Okay. Um, my stepmom is actually Muslim. Okay. And then I grew up in a lot of uh, Buddhist countries. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, having much of my formative years being in in Thailand, I would definitely say like the 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 Buddhist influence was very uh, very prevalent at that time. Okay. So I would say on on certain levels, yes, I would say there's definitely some some spirituality as opposed to religion, if that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So yes, some um just the idea of maybe connecting like on a like a, a larger scale than than yourself. With. Oh, absolutely. Like okay, th- yeah. things like, uh, you know, I've, I've always I've always, you know, put a lot of stock in things like karma, um, mm-hmm. reincarnation, um, you know, things like that, that, you know, as long as you don't be a shit person, then, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully karma won't come back and bite you in the ass. Right. Yeah. You know, whether in this life, the next life or in the afterlife. Right. Yeah. OK. <laughs> Okay, I can dig that. I can dig that. Um, I think of, of all the people I've met, I want to say like it's a pretty small percentage of people that are completely, completely atheist. But I also want to say most of those people um, have had a very small sphere of influence in their life. And I think it's like it's really hard to maintain that like, oh, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing. When so much of life, it seems to be connected in some way. Right. Right. And, and I, and I loved like in my time in Thailand, one of the, um, I spent, uh, like a week in Chiang Mai and Mm. one of the temples there had a, uh, please come speak with the monks. Right. Mm -hmm. So at lunchtime you could just go. And if you sat down, um, they wanted to practice English. So the monk would sit with you and you could ask them anything at all. And like they were there specifically, I'm going to try and talk English. Right. And it was meant to introduce the monks to life outside of the monastery, as well as introduce people from outside in. So just being able to interact with people that are, you know, so humble and trying their best to be their best self. And, you know, um, I, I find I find it hard to be completely to, to decide that there is absolutely nothing, nothing. Oh, to absolutely. With, nothing. Absolutely. So absolutely. I, I dig that. I dig that. Um, hit me with what is, what, what was your favorite quirk about yourself at that time? Oh Christ. When you sent that, I was like, I don't fucking know. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Like that's like, are you superstitious? Are you OCD? Well, obsessive compulsive. I won't say the disorder <laughs> part. So that's not fair to people with OCD. Um, <laughs> uh, do you like have to have things like in a certain order? Do you? Have I'm to... a food snob. Ooh, here we I go. I always have been. Let's hear it. Always have been. Okay. Tell, how so, are, how are you a food snob? <sighs> <laughs> okay well here let's t- tell me something that uh, that um everyone loves that uh, a food type that everyone loves that you're like no you guys are dumb that's garbage what is um, something most white people food honestly <laughs> like mashed potatoes with peas in it and <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> Uh, mm. potato salad with apples oh god uh, potato salad in general is absolutely disgusting <laughs> won't touch it i think it's like why why egg salad chicken salad anything salad that is not a fucking salad right why would you do that mayonnaise is gross don't put it on anything that's just dumb it doesn't taste like anything it has no flavor it serves uh, no purpose it's just Any, yeah, like just coagulated fat 
Oh much. God, it's awful. Just <laughs> I, 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 oh, like I grew up with with you know fresh ingredients from the market, things mm-hmm. with so many flavors and whatever. And now I'm here. I'm back in the states. People trying to like give me canned vegetables. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. This. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Processed <laughs> food. I hate it. Most junk food. I think this is absolutely. Yeah. No. I. Uh. No. Okay. I'm with you. I, I get people make fun of me now. People make fun of me all the damn time because I'll go scrounging in my pantry for something because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I, I need to make some food, so I'm gonna cook. Okay. And that's when I end up with things like blackened salmon and curried grits with you know pancetta. Oh, wow. This is all shit that I have in my pantry. Right. <laughs> so the, right, this is like this. What's what's you know. what is the occasion for this bountiful? Shut up! It's Thursday, and I need a dinner. That's just what I have. Right. I'm hungry. Yeah. This is I what you. I have. You know. So, yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. Oh man. So I, I get I get shit from people for that all the time. Oh man. When yeah. I when I was in Morocco. Uh, I stayed at an Airbnb and uh, we sprung for breakfast, right? And what breakfast was is the the caretaker of the house would literally just drop off a bag of ingredients. It was like some fresh bread, uh, a couple oh. of eggs, some yogurt, some like actual ingredients. And she's like, all right, right. here, make your own food. You guys are grown ups. You can handle it, you know? So I, I loved that. And so w- if we ate at all when we were in Morocco, uh, outside of like, I want to say like one or two times at a restaurant, we were going to markets and buying things in in peace, coming back and making food and exploring. Um, although there was this one, we were in this little town called Asweta and uh, we there, it's like right on the water and there were a bunch of stalls that, you know, bought fish from the boats. Uh, and one of them had uh, these like 16 ounce bottles of like Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. So I was like, yeah, I, I want this place. They have the nice tall bottle of ice cold cocoa. And so essentially we just had, they just, they took a tray and they're like, what do you want? And then they walked us over to these racks of just fresh fish and lobster. Yep. and Yeah. All kinds of stuff. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, that's why, you know, you, you, you go to Thailand, you go to the beach, you order like shrimp fried rice or crab fried rice and they just kind of walk out into the water, grab some Doink. and throw it on your plate. And here you go. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I yeah, I I I always appreciate that type of of cooking and and luckily my wife she also is not super keen on just having like boxes and boxes of packaged things, you know, for uh the processed stuff that lasts forever that, you know. Yeah. So we just yeah. I I, I love it. I love it. And I, I love that you're a food snob. I love this. Oh, I totally am. If you if you go creep on my uh on my like not the like if you go creep on my Facebook, mm-hmm. you'll see I've been posting my my food that I've been making through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I love it. Okay. All right. So let's let's go ahead and break this down. I think I think I have an idea of where I'm going to take other Jace. What I think I'll do is I'll play around with the moment that you, the moment that you decided to quit. Cause it's like, so I, now, keep, keep in mind when mm-hmm. you're writing this. Yep. 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 Um, totally wasn't a dude back then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I gather that. I didn't start 
transitioning until 2014. Okay. Which is why I like the 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 whole like choosing between like Hawaii and San Francisco was sort of like had I gone to San Francisco, mm -hmm. would I have transitioned sooner? Oh, that's a good question. That is a because good question. just because of the the LGBTQ community, right? And you Castro, know the, the yeah. culture that's there. I didn't meet my first out trans man until I want to say two thousand and five. Oh wow! Okay. So I didn't. It didn't even occur to me that that was an option. Really? So okay. I didn't, didn't even occur to me. I had never met an out trans man, at least not not you know not one that disclosed. Um, mm -hmm. And I that was when that was sort of like a an aha moment. The light bulb went off. It was still, of course, almost another ten years before I actually decided to do it. But that suddenly it was like things were starting to fall into place. Okay, but had I gone to San Francisco instead of Hawaii, mm -hmm. would I ended up have like transitioning far sooner than in my mid thirties. Right. Okay. So to ask that question, are we presupposing that when you went to Hawaii, uh, you, you knew that you uh, wanted to be, or who you identified with was not the girl that you presented as then. Yes and no. Okay. Um, it, it, because there wasn't a word for it, or at least I didn't have a word for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew from little, like I knew for decades, like I knew forever that there was something, but, because I didn't have a word for it because mm -hmm. sometimes labels are important. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, there was, there was no word, there was no label. Um, I was like, I don't fucking know. I'm just, you know, Oh, I'm, I must be a lesbian. I'm attracted to women. So we'll do okay. that. And I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll present as a slightly more masculine woman. And, but that wasn't working either because I was also kind of attracted to boys at the same time. So it okay. was like, I don't, Know what i'm doing we're just gonna go with lesbian because it's easy okay <laughs> and so this is when you were um in like younger to high school to heading off to hawaii this is yeah this is all of it yeah this is like okay. i was i had a i mean i had a girlfriend for two years in high school but i also had a boyfriend at the same time a couple of boyfriends at the same time okay and okay then moved to hawaii decided to present as slightly more masculine after a little bit and but it still wasn't quite mm, still wasn't quite right didn't hit still, it, it didn't wasn't hit right okay right. there was it wasn't and this entire time i'm battling depression i'm doing the, the whole nine yards you name yeah. it i was yeah um but yeah so that like that's that's one of the things that i you know think about as in as far as decision making like could i have lived out my 20s and not you know, transitioned into a middle-aged man with, you know, male pattern baldness had I, right. you know, <laughs> that shit hits quick. All right. It was it sure literally does. overnight. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I woke up one day and I went, Oh my God, where the fuck did my hairline go? Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, Wilbur. Goodbye. <laughs> it just, it went away. Oh my goodness. I didn't think it was going to be that quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, well then I'll, well, I'll ask you this then. Um, so 
of all of the emotional things that you were dealing with, um, and let's let's uh, let's assume that a lot of that was rooted in not being able to identify yourself, right? Not being able to truly see yourself. So there's a, there's a lot of struggling with who am I? What am I doing? That's in the right. back, right? Not even at the forefront where you can actually address it. It's just back there. Uh, we don't have the information of what it means to be trans in this moment for you, right? Um, right. When you finally did transition, was it relief? Was it satisfaction? Or did you still have to walk through doubt and who am I? What am I doing? It was almost an instantaneous weight off my shoulders when I finally said, I need to do this. Okay. It was like, it was an instantaneous thing. I, it was, I, 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 like, I remember the moment very clearly. And the second that those words just fell out of my mouth, mm -hmm. it was in, in immediate relief. And Peace. there's not to say that there weren't struggles and things, you know, sure. through whatever, but especially at the beginning, mm -hmm. but acknowledging it and finally saying, no, I, I have to do this. That was, it, it was unlike anything that I'd ever experienced. Wow. Okay. And that was, um, you said 2014 is when you transitioned. I've only been transitioning for six years. Wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> okay. Instant relief. Okay. Uh, it's it's funny. Someone else I know um, recently, and it, she used to joke um, when when she was in in college in her early twenties and stuff that she was a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Right. Cause she, like that's, that was the joke. She would go that, to that, that Halloween. Was, that was, that was always the thing. Yeah. 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 So she would like dress up in Halloween in very provocative, like female pre presenting, um, costumes and things. Uh, and then she finally was like, I've been depressed for a long time and I finally realized it's because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And then she started transitioning and a lot of that lifted. So um, and again, it's not to say that it's all better as soon as you discover that it's or make that. It's definitely not, but mm -hmm. it definitely gives you a jumping off point because up until that point, you're trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with me? Why yeah. can't I, you know, why am I never 100% happy? Why is it that, you know, I, I, you know, I'm in drag. Like I look at myself and I'm like, okay, why does this speak to me way more than when I'm not in drag? Like what's, hmm. what's, what's happening here? Like what's yeah. the, uh, so you, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. Then you have to deal with all the bullshit that comes along with hormones, but right. yeah, that's almost a, a decent trade-off really. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when did you, when did you forgive yourself for not seeing it for so long? as soon as I acknowledged that it was what I needed to do. Okay. Because I, for all I, I should have the first time it actually was like a sort of a solid thought in my mind was probably 2000. 
10. Okay. Was probably like the first time it was like an actual thing in my head, hmm. but kind of ignored it for another few years until, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's great. That's great. All right. Okay. So we have, we have a couple options then. Um, either, either we pick choosing San Francisco and then, or, uh, choosing to leave school, but knowing that San Francisco, what were you drawn to San Francisco because of the LGBTQ community at the time? Or was that just one of the schools you were looking at? That was just one of the schools I was looking at. It was San Francisco because I love the weather, I love the food, um, and I love the city in general, which was why okay. it was the top. So it wasn't even on your radar that uh, this nope. this could be someplace that spoke to you? Nope. Wow. Okay. Not. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. So with that being said, we're going to... We're going to take a quick break. We'll listen to some music. And when we come back, we will listen to the story that I will have written for Jace. Uh, and then Jace and I will discuss it. Please come back or stick around. Whatever. It's the middle of the show. <laughs> Thank you. 
track is Skip Street, and you can find it at freemusicarchive.org. Welcome back. Again, I'm your host, D. Just to remind you, I have with me Jace Ryden. Um, if you'd like to follow him on Instagram, it is at Freddie Prince Charming. Uh, you can also find him on Facebook there as well. He's one of the most amazing male impersonators that exists. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, could you tell us a little bit about that? Again, I don't know if I can live up. To <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to that hype. Um, I've been performing for about 15 years. I started in 2005, um, and I'm I'm currently the most decorated king in Arizona. I've got Woo-hoo. multiple uh, state, regional, national titles, um, local awards and accolades, all sorts of stuff. Um, I've been co-host uh, for a webcast called Let's Have a Fifi Woo-hoo. that we've been doing since. 2012 we're in our eighth season which is kind of crazy because we i don't even know what we talk about anymore (laughs) um but you know i've with uh with all the performing i do i i've been so fortunate to work with uh organizations like uh like glisten different pride Mm -hmm. organizations around the country um all sorts of stuff uh drag story hour is one of my favorite things to do i started that up last year and it was I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge book nerd. Yeah. Huge. Book nerd. Like I have a, I have a half sleeve that's all book themed. Really? And oh, oh yeah. I love it. So love it. being involved in the drag story hours, I it totally right up my alley. And when I got involved in it, it was just, it was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we work with, uh, with some of these bookstores out here, um, we go into uh, different libraries and stuff, and at least when you know when things are normal. Right. Um, and uh, we do now with with all the things being closed and social distancing and all that good stuff. We uh, we've been doing it virtually. Um, oh. And uh, what is it? Uh, September is Banned Books Month, so Ooh. we always do uh, we always do banned books, awesome. uh, which are my favorite things to do because I always go for the ones that are a little bit. Yeah, twisted. How, how um, old are the kids that you're reading to? Um, they're usually elementary school age. Okay. Um, so they, I mean, they range. We get little ones. We get toddlers. Um, all the way to you know, we have some ten or eleven year olds come and and kick it with us. Um, but it's you know the the younger ones because we are the books that we read are a range of stuff. Okay. Um, you know, like last year for Band Books Week, um, I got to read a chapter from The Witches Ooh. by Roald Dahl. Um, you know, right? It was, it was, it was fantastic. Oh, um, you know, so we 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 read books at different levels, mm-hmm. and a lot of the kids just come because where else are you going to be able to see you know drag entertainers and and stuff up close like that? Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm I'm openly trans, so mm-hmm. the kids get to see you know someone that may be just like them. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've got uh, BIPOC queens, um, kings and queens, and all all sorts of folks that that the kids could totally relate to. So it's it's That's awesome. it's kind of awesome. It's awesome. It. It's great. It. That's so great. The witches, though, man. Did you see the adaptation? Oh, the film adaptation. The, I know there's a new version of the witches coming really? out but the the first movie that came out with angelica houston is fantastic oh yeah for sure it came out in the 90s and that was brilliant but no i know there's another one coming out and i'm really excited that's, for that one too amazing. as long as they don't fuck it up too bad right <laughs> well i mean that's a, that's the trend right 
That's the trend. We're, we're, we're in the season of remaking movies from the 80s and 90s. And right. It's just and ruining them. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not this one. Hopefully not this one. Uh, all right. Without further ado, let us get into it. So this story is called Other JC. If you remember from earlier, Jace mentioned uh, a nickname. No, actually, we said that off. I think we did say that off. Yeah, we we said that off the air. So just kidding. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) The the name of this story is Other JC. It was a nickname that Jace had before he transitioned. Uh, And then people still call you JC now? Or do they um, just... a few do. Um, some of the some of the the old school folks um, who knew me as JC before, they still call me JC, which is fine because it's still my initials. Like I have a couple coworkers right. that still call me JC, and Word. you know, it's a couple of old like high school friends that still call me JC. It's fine. It's okay. sometimes it's a little weird. It catches me a little bit off guard, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not that bad. I just don't hear it very often. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, to honor that, uh, we're we're calling this story other JC. So you're gonna hear that throughout. I am referring to my guest, Jace, if there's any confusion. Cool beans. And here we go. The tall, slender man patiently counts his breaths. With ease, he leans deeper into the horse stance. His arms, parallel to the ground, show no sign of faltering. As the sun rises in the courtyard of Hale Kaonoe, the instructor calls out to his students, Say it with me, everyone. Aloha kakahiaka pakuna la. The gaggle of sleepy students mumbles the phrase under their struggled breasts as they labor to maintain the squat. No, 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 that will not do. How will the sunshine know we are grateful for its warmth, grateful for its brightness, grateful for the life it gives to the land? Say it again. Aloha kakahiaka pakunala. The students in unison take a deep breath and respond loudly. Aloha kakahiaka pakunala. Other JC mumbles under her breath a mixture of regret, frustration, and disdain for the only 5 a.m. class on the roster. The wholeness and wellness class elective offered to third-year students only runs for eight weeks and only grants a pass or fail. Other JC begrudgingly finishes the routine and meanders back into her apartment. Her roommate greets her through sleepy eyes. Hey, is is it over already? Other JC shortly responds, no, go back to sleep. You left class early? Other JC pauses for a moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm dropping it. I, I think I'm dropping out. You can't drop out. Please don't. Look, there's nothing for me here. The counselors aren't helping me much, and I don't, I don't really feel like I want anything from this place. That class hasn't helped you at all, has it? Other JC examines her roommate. What do you, what do you mean? Well, sometimes I hear you in your sleep, maybe, or maybe you're awake. You just kind of lay there and say, what am I doing here over and over? Or you'll say things like, I don't even feel like myself anymore. You could hear that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I didn't say anything before. I'm, I'm sorry. The JC sits up, stifling tears. No, it, it's fine. It's not your place to solve my problems. It's mine. So I'm getting out of here. Okay, well, well what are you going to do? I don't, I don't know. I think I'll go to the mainland, maybe California, maybe Florida. I, don't, I just don't know yet. Well, I mean, if you go to California, my sister lives in California. Some Cuban-sounding city, Havana? No, what is it? Fid- it's called Fidel Castro? Whatever, I don't know. She lives by herself, but she sometimes rents one of the rooms in her apartment. Maybe if you go there, I could reach out. Like, I really want to help you. I feel bad listening to you all those nights and never saying anything. Um, I don't know if I'm going to California, but if I do, I guess I'll let you know. What's your sister's name? Don't laugh, and please don't make fun of her. Her name is Belinda. Technically, it's hyphenated, and her name is actually Belinda Carlisle Avery. 
she hates it, but she hasn't changed it legally for some reason. <laughs> okay, I won't laugh, but that is a little funny. Hundreds of alohas later, with a rattle and a bounce or two, other JC's plane land safely at the SFO airport in San Francisco, California. Weary from the early morning flight time, she ganders at monitors displaying the time in several time zones across the world. Her 12 a.m. flight from Hawaii landed promptly at 8 a.m. in San Francisco. Unable to sleep during the flight, despite it being mostly empty and amidst the darkness, other JC slowly makes her way through the terminal to baggage claim. She checks the bus lines into the city and examines her map intensely, comparing them with the printed instructions from MapQuest. She rubs the tiredness deeper into her eyes instead of away and struggles to maintain her alertness, nearly missing her bus after watching her bag cycle through the baggage car carousel several times. She does get to nap for a little while during the hour and a half-long bus ride from SFO to the Castro. The short walk from the bus to the apartment at 17th and Hartford Street took longer than it ought. Other JC, disoriented from the flight, the nap, and the unfamiliar surroundings, slowly trekked the normally five-minute quarter-mile walk. The oversized red door drew other JC in. She lifts her hand to press the buzzer, but exhaustion weighs heavily on her arm, and she falls just short. She places her bags down at her feet in mild frustration and presses the doorbell a little harder than necessary and holds it just a moment too long. From the other side of the door, a voice calls out, I'm coming, damn it! Hello? Who are you? Hi, I'm, I'm Mother JC. Belinda? Oh, I'm sorry. It's good of you to stop there. The way you rang the bell, I thought you might be going with that name. Uh, no, I, I was just told very clearly it's just Belinda and not the whole thing. The tall, broad-shouldered woman glares at other JC through suspicious eyes. What did you want, exactly? I, I thought there was a, a room for me to rent. Does this look like a hotel to you, honey? Confused, other JC repeats, I was under the impression that there was a room for rent. My roommate back in Hawaii said she was going to talk to her sister about me renting the room. I'm tired and I have nowhere else to go. Is this, is this not the place? A mischievous smile creeps up on the woman's face. I don't know. Maybe let me get Belinda for you. Oh. You're not her? No, do I look like Belinda, honey? Exasperated, other JC responds. I just have no idea. Will you please will you please get her? I would like to put my stuff down and sleep for a little bit. The door slams loudly in other JC's face, but she can hear the brash woman on the other side calling out for Belinda Carlisle Avery. Belinda is well known in the community for offering her place as a launching pad for people new to the neighborhood or people trying to escape tough situations. Belinda opens the door, a soft, inviting smile rests comfortably on her face. The stubble of an unshaved beard pokes through the faint layer of foundation. Other JC sees a vision of perfection. The full brows, welcoming gaze, deep voice all speak to her on a primal level. She stutters through her introduction. Hi, hi, hello, hi, hi, I'm Mother JC. My roommate back in Hawaii said that she would reach out to her sister Belinda. Are you Belinda? Sweetly, Belinda responds. Sure I am. Not for much longer, if I can help it, but yes, I am she. Brother JC, it is wonderful to meet you. I cannot promise you everything will be perfect or great or even better, but I can promise you this house will be a place where you can feel safe and welcomed and hopefully where the nightmares end and all your dreams come true. Brother JC responds, she told you? Not much. She mentioned you weren't feeling satisfied there and that sometimes you talk in your sleep. I've learned when people talk in their sleep, they're often dealing with things while they're sleeping, you know, that they're not ready to deal with while awake. No worries. Anyway, come on in. Let me show you to your room. Would you like a hand? No, I'm, I'm good. I can handle this. Satisfied? Belinda smiles. Good. Time passes, sometimes slowly. Sometimes the, the months pass within the blink of an eye. Other JC sets into her early morning routine. 
As the blue eyes of the night sky wane, she rides down to Golden Gate Park and settles in before the sun bathes the sky with its oranges, reds, and yellows over the endless waters. She pulls up to the Dutch windmill and scales the scaffolding, making her way to the balcony surrounding the windmill and perches on the eastern end, staring at the sky above the downtown skyscrapers. The JC patiently waits for the sunrise. A dramatic purple blanket, uh, a dramatic purple blankets the skyline, and for a brief moment, the sun pokes through the darkness above the towers. But the JC thankfully, thankfully exclaims, Aloha kakahiaka pakunala. What was that? Startled, other JC falls, almost falls from the elevated balcony. Who said that? I did. Down here. Looking down, other JC sees a police officer with a disappointed eyebrow raised. Uh, you're not supposed to be up there. Why don't you come on down? Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. There wasn't a sign, so I wasn't sure. True, there's no sign, but the scaffolding should tell you it's dangerous to be climbing it. Yeah? Why don't you come on, come on down so you can head on home? Or the JC nods, grabs her bicycle, and speeds home. Bernard hears her come in and steps out of the kitchen and calls out, the JC, is that you? You checking out the sunrise again? Yeah, it's me. I kind of missed that stupid class I had. Why don't you come on in here and have a coffee with me? I'm okay. I'm just going to head back to my room for a bit and get ready for tonight. That's right. Tonight's your fir first night at the Starlight Room. I still don't know how you talked Harry into letting you in there as a male impersonator. Ha! I can be convincing when I need to be. Sure can. Well, come on. Sit, please. Begrudgingly, other JC heads to the kitchen and sits with Bernard for a cup of coffee. You okay, honey? You know I can sense when things aren't right with you. Other JC smirks, responding softly. Things aren't right. I just don't know. I don't, I don't feel like me anymore. I haven't for a while, if I'm honest. I mean, you should know that. Go on, Bernard encourages. Like, my voice. I don't feel like my voice is mine. I hear it, but it doesn't sound like me. The face I see when I look in the mirror feels more like a memory than who I am right now. I keep having these out-of-body experiences, and I'm a stranger to myself. Does, does that make sense? Oh, baby, Bernard says in the lowest timbre to which his voice can fall, continuing. You remember Belinda, don't you? I sure do. I keep a picture of her in my wallet and tell people she is someone who died, someone who is no longer with us. I spent so much time as her, I did mourn her a little bit, but only a little bit. Maybe you're a memory. Maybe the facade I see that all of us see, including you, isn't really you. It has been an adjustment, but think about it. Here, Bernard pours other JC a tall cup of black coffee. Take this back to your room. Other JC nods. She reaches out for the coffee and holds the warm mug between her chilled fingers and moseys back to her room. She heads to the mirror, hanging above her dresser, peering into the eyes of her re reflection. Hi, she mutters. I'm Other JC. Well, that's my nickname. For now, please call me Other Jace. She brings the steaming coffee to her lips and takes a sip without ever breaking eye contact. The end. I liked it. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> very, very much shades of, I'm, I'm actually getting a little bit weepy. Um, uh -huh. Very much shades of, uh, of, uh, Armistad's, uh, Armistad Mopan's, um, Tales of the City. Mm -hmm. Little, 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 little bit of that in there, a little bit of that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, totally, um, <laughs> totally getting a little weepy. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know fully what your story was, but I, I don't know. I like to think if if we were going to explore the idea of maybe you come into contact with that world younger and then maybe transitioning sooner, 
Uh, I like to think that it was, it would have been you know, something like this where somebody was able to kind of hold your hand through it and, you know, I, I think that's probably far more accurate than you probably realize. I think that that mm. is definitely, I think had, had my choices been different, had I tossed that coin and gone to San Francisco instead of Hawaii or instead of moving to Arizona, ended up in San Francisco mm. or somehow ended up in San Francisco, which was, you know, an option to begin with. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that I probably would have started transitioning in my twenties as opposed to my mid thirties. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Right on. Did you, okay. So did you recognize the Hawaiian that I said? I did. Yeah. It's, it's been, a, I mean, your, your accent was pretty good. I'm impressed. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I was uh I was listening to um these uh these little kid songs. Uh so anyone that doesn't speak Hawaiian, I said good morning sunrise or sunshine. Good morning sunshine, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah, but the kid song is aloha kakahiaka, you know. And then just like goes cycles over and over and over. So I listened to that for a long time. I was like, okay, I just I want to make sure I say it right or at least well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you did. You did pretty good. You did Thanks. pretty good. The the it can the uh, the 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 accent and 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 uh, and things can be and can be kind of tricky. So I'm I'm impressed. Good right job. On. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, when I when I was in school, I tried to take classes like the one that I described that are like the short pass or fail. If you do enough of them, they'll count it as you know a credit. Uh, right just nonsense classes i tried to because i was like man i could just load up on these that would be magic (laughs) (laughs) just take a shit ton of random throwaway classes and be like yo look yoga sure why not i can do yoga for a month it's great you have 200 credits how do you have this many credits without any classes well (laughs) play the game right (laughs) right Uh, have you have you been to san francisco um i not recently um the last time i went was oh geez um well i mean i i went through the airport does that count um (laughs) the but the last time i was actually like walking around (laughs) in the city was uh, San Francisco Pride, I want to say 2000, ew, 2007, 2008. Mm. Okay. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. It has been a hot minute. So did you go, um, this is after you started Freddie Prinze. Did you, um, mm. did you go to that Pride Parade as Freddie Prinze Charming? I did not. Okay. I did not. Okay. No, we uh, we 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 drove, which that was oof, what the hell I was thinking there. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was a, that was a drive. Um, no, we we drove, and it was my first time going to like a a major 
Pride yeah. event. You know, because I'd been to like Phoenix Pride, I'd been to Tucson Pride, okay. but you know, like San Francisco Pride is like the epitome of all prides. Oh, yeah, you know, like sure. that is the Pride event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I just went as me, and it was mm-hmm. um, it was great. It was fun. It was it was a lot. I there are pictures of me. I was sunburned all hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Look, I'm a ginger. It takes five minutes of and being out scorched. in any kind of sunlight. And I just, just, yeah. Do you freckle Terrible. when you get sun uh, sunburned? Do you freckle? I do. I yeah. burn, I freckle, and then I go back to being pasty. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Super awesome. Oh it's gosh. really great. And it's, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so does your, does your sunburn linger? Are you like uh, are you one of the people that your it lingers or your your skin is so eager to get back to being pale white that it like flushes it out pretty quickly? It depends on how bad the burn is. Okay. Like if it's if it's not too bad, then I go back to being pasty pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um if it's like a hardcore burn, I will stay burned forever. Mm-hmm. Um and then I just peel. Oh, that's my favorite. Which is so gross. I'm a snake. Look, I'm a snake. What's really awesome is oh, when the top of my head burns and then uh, that peels mm-hmm. and I just have sheets just coming off oh, the top of my head. Like, you that's know, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dandruff on steroids. Right? It's not oh, awesome. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate it. This, this summer. So this summer I, I went outside like one time, literally one time we, um, my wife and I, uh, her parents live in Ohio. So we drove to Ohio and we were there literally just to pick up some things, some, just some of her stuff that she's like, Oh, I want to go through some of my things. And you know, I, we're going to pick up. I was like, okay, let's go. So we went and then we sat on opposite ends of the driveway for like 20 minutes, <laughs> maybe 30 minutes max. It was 72 degrees and uh, it was, it was me, my wife, her sister and brother-in-law, and we all got scorched, oh like God. scorched. We were there in oh. like July and I still have remnants. My wife still has remnants. It was like, it was 72 degrees in July. Yeah. It was like just, uh, just a day that was only 72 degrees, but they were like, oh, oh no. But like the UV index was like a billion degrees and you all actually right. are now Christmas turkeys. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody always asks me, you live in Arizona. Why aren't you tan? I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, first of all, I'm a ginger. I don't tan. Right. Second of all, it's Arizona. We don't go outside during the summer. Are you crazy? (laughs) The only time we go outside is we run from one air conditioning building to another air conditioning Mm -hmm. building or from our car to inside. There is no outside during the summer here. That's not how this works. You don't just go for walks, romantic walks in the 110 degree sweltering heat? 100... 110 it's been 117 here for like a month there is no walking there there no no (laughs) walking outside to walk my dog for 10 minutes i'm like i'm dying can we go back inside please can you hurry up do what you need to do Mm -hmm. i need to get inside yeah do you you give uh, do you have those little socks so they don't burn their feet on the asphalt no because luckily where i live i can literally just walk out my condo door Uh and there's a grass area that's uh, all down the middle of my street. Okay. So we just go right into the grass. Okay. It's like there's, that's, that's nice. he's, yeah, he's, he's not on the pavement for long enough to make any difference. Although gotcha. 
there's times when I'm on the pavement long enough and I can feel the heat coming up through my sneakers. It is. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So in case you it's guys awful. didn't know, Arizona is <laughs> over a thin veil that protects the people from actual hell, like actual physical <laughs> molten lava hell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, pretty much. We yeah. uh, Arizona is um, literally on the surface of the sun. Oh, it's, um, it's, <laughs> it's so bonkers, man. And yeah, you know, I, like ugh. I've been to I've been to the desert, right? And I think I've been more uncomfortable in Arizona than in other. I mean, granted, there are there's plenty of desert area in Arizona, but man. Granted, it was it was well, the winter time. You, I was near the Sahara, and it was not. You think you think desert, right? And you think you have you know you have the Sahara, you have you know the actual like legitimate desert where yeah. it's like oh it's really hot during the day, but then it goes really cold at night. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Things like buildings and concrete and shit like that just mm -hmm. absorb all the oh, heat. Yeah. So you know it's three o'clock in the morning and it's still oh, hundred and five. Yuck! Like. It's oh, it's terrible. It's That's awful. And our, you know, winters haven't been much better lately. It's it's yeah. stayed triple digits all the way past Halloween, oh. closer to Thanksgiving. It's it's not it's not it's not Yuck. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um. We, we talked about a couple things in the story so far. Was there anything um, that we haven't talked about that for you stuck out that you were able to connect with in, in the brief moment? There were, there were a few, like uh, there were a few things, honestly, the, the, you know, feeling a disconnect from between, you know, what I see in the mirror and what I see in my head, even mm. though it's not necessarily, something that I could verbalize at the time. Mm -hmm. I knew that something wasn't meshing. Something okay. wasn't, it, it wasn't working. Mm. There wasn't, what I saw in the mirror wasn't what I saw in my head, but I also couldn't necessarily pinpoint what I saw in my head. Mm. Okay. I just knew that it wasn't what was in the mirror. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that sort of like that kind of light bulb moment when you 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 meet that first like trans person that you can actually identify with that yeah. first out and open trans person that light bulb that just kind of goes like it, it's a, just a massive siren on top of your head that mm. all of a sudden it's that that aha moment where it's like oh mm. oh wait yeah. Hang on. Okay. And then it's like slowly that's when more pieces start kind of falling into place and things start to make a little more sense. And whether, you know, you, you actually act on anything or whether you, you pay enough attention to really be like, okay, well, this is what I need to do and I need to do it right now. Mm -hmm more and more things start to make sense. And it's, it's a little thing here. It's a little thing there. It's, you know, it's like even as a, as a teen, when I decided to go by, um, by JC and not by my given name, mm -hmm. it was even, I think even that was sort of a, a step 
in that that recognition, even though I didn't have words for it. Right. Okay. But it was that, you know, I I don't like this name. This name makes me cringe mm-hmm. every time I hear it. It doesn't it doesn't suit me. I I don't like it. It doesn't it doesn't fit the me that I, I have in my head. Mm-hmm. So I know I'll go by my initials, which are gender neutral and yeah, you know, like there, there's, 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 you know, and, and that I think looking, looking back on it, that really was sort of the, the first step in my transition, whether I acknowledged it or not. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. That, and then that makes a lot of sense. Um, Cause so a lot of when uh, when I was I, I come from a family of five. And so I always thought I was going to have like a family when I was young. My parents like had their first kid in like at 20 or something. So I was like, okay. oh, OK, so that's just what people do. Right. Right. Um, so I started planning and I was like, OK, let's let's look up baby names or whatever. And then I started to think, OK, well, maybe maybe I want the name to mean something. Right. And so I started looking into names and why names were important to like early people from forever ago Mm -hmm. and um, how they've morphed and changed. And, you know, like so my buddy, his name is George, and he loves to complain that it means farmer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it means farmer. That's so stupid. I don't like, you know, just going on and on. Uh, But I can can totally connect with the idea that it – the name it's starting with the name and saying, look, I had to change what I call myself because I don't, I don't, I don't find an identity in this name. Right. You know, I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. So like, so you, yeah, I think like it a- being, I, I can say that, that as you know, for, for someone that really couldn't really truly understand the, the trans experience, I, I'd say you did pretty damn good. Oh, thank you. I, you me. know, it's, 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 it's tricky to, to kind of find that, uh, to find that balance between, okay, well, you know, that sort of not feeling like yourself, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing to really kind of capture if it's not something that you've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, you know, there's different experiences that, that someone can have where, you know, they, they change something about themselves because it's something that they don't like or it's something that they're uncomfortable with or whatever. But mm-hmm. as far as as being trans, there's really there's really no way anybody like just the general layperson can be like, oh no, I totally get that. No, you have no <laughs> idea. You have yeah. no idea. You yeah. can try, but you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I get that. I get that. And I, when, when I was, as I was reading it, I was like, man, there's so much dialogue in this, but I think my, in my head, I needed there to me a lot of talking because I wanted for it to be fleshed out through, like, I don't fully understand, you know, and I'm making my way through this without just like a whole bunch of exposition or, you know, like, uh, that third person voice, like this right. is what's happening. You know, so even though I was like, oh, man, it's just like two people chatting, still chatting, still chatting. You know? <laughs> so like, OK, but 
I mean, it serves a purpose and, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So no, I actually, I think it was, like I said, I, I, I thought it was great. I had me tearing up at the end and okay. you know, that's, that's, that's something. So, you know, good, good. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to connect with it. And I, I like, I always get really nervous when I write these, uh, because I have to make snap decisions about who I think someone might be that. And I was like, man, it, I, I could be way off, but like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a ballpark every time. So as long as I'm, I'm close enough for you to see like, Oh, I could, I could possibly see myself. I'm like, okay, win, win. All right. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, right on. So uh, did you, did you ever have, um, like a mentor that you were able to during the, the onset of your transition and granted you did it like later on in life, you had been part of the, the drag scene for a long time. Did you have anyone that you were able to go to and talk through some of those? Um, things? Yes. And no. Um, I have, I had and have a lot of trans friends. Okay. Um, and you know, over a, a, probably a period of a, of a few years, you know, there are many conversations that were had about, um, even just in sort of general terms before I kind of came to terms with it myself, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is what I need to do. Um, you know, there were conversations about, you know, some of the, some of the changes, some of the things that, that happen when you're on hormones and, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff that, you know, with the, folks that that families weren't totally okay with um you know dealing with relationship stuff so you know i got to be there uh for you know a few of my friends as they you know they started their transition and going mm-hmm. through it um so i mean that was it was it was helpful but there there's some things that people really don't talk about mm-hmm. that you kind of have to experience for yourself mm. um so you know, I mean, initially when I, when I made the decision, when I'm like, all right, I, I have to, I can't, I can't deal with the depression. I can't deal with, with, with any of this anymore. I have to, I have to do it. Um, that was, it was following a, a six month period of, of major depression that affected everything. Mm. And during that six months, I don't think I really, I actually don't think I really talked to anybody. Like I didn't really have, um, like I I wasn't really talking to my trans friends and being like, Hey, is this normal? Is this, you know, (laughs) it was something that like, (laughs) it was, it was a lot of really deep, you know, sort of internal soul searching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, when I, when I, I finally decided to do it, it was, I, I slowly told people like it wasn't like a big, Hey, guess what I'm doing? It was, I told people sort of, as I came in contact with them, you know, Mm -hmm. in different events or whatever, Hey, I'm starting to do this. Hey, this is a thing. Hey, this is happening. Um, and then I think it was after, it was after a few weeks. So it was after a couple of shots and, you know, and things like that. And things were kind of, getting in there um that's when i finally was like all right well folks are going to start noticing changes and differences so i may as well bite the bullet and Mm -hmm. here's what's happening and you know so Mm -hmm. but yeah you know i because i because i really didn't have like that that mentor that one person or whatever Mm -hmm. that i could really 
go to and and look up to. I think that's actually why I decided to number one not live stealth. Okay. To be open, and you know, I don't have it tattooed on my forehead, but I'm open about it. Yeah, I actually have. I have it tattooed on my arm. I do nice. have a trans symbol on my arm. <laughs> um, so if you're paying attention, you'll see it. Yeah. Um, but to be to be open about it and to use it as a as a platform to mm-hmm. to educate and to mentor and you know, um, my uh, friend of mine and and myself, we actually uh, put together a how to be a trans ally like workshop slash presentation awesome um that we've actually done several times over the last few months virtually um but it's you know it's one of those things that if if i can be visible then you know maybe somebody that was in my position will see me and be like okay this is something that is is fine and it's it's normal and I'm not alone and there's mm-hmm. people out there that I can go to and um you know I've I've had friends that have have uh used me as a as a reference for friends that maybe have uh kids or youth or you know family members or whatever that are are transitioning and mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm a resource for the person that is transitioning and I'm a resource oh. for the family members that are also kind of going through the whole thing. Oh. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I figure, you know, what, what, what does it be the change? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that is what they say. That is, that is what they say. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really important that we have um, mentors, right? And uh, growing up, I, and I think I, I think I knew this or had an idea about this when I was a kid, and I was really frustrated that I I didn't have anyone that I could go to that wasn't my parents because sometimes you have complaints about your parents, right? Right. So um, I didn't have anyone that I trusted that I could like. I'm like, I'm going to go, let's go and hang out. And then, and like, I was, I was involved in church for a lot of years. So, um, I would like hang out with the youth group, um, leader, but it, 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 I don't think I ever took from those times hanging out that I'm like, okay, here's a life lesson that I'm learning. Here's something, um, about myself that I'm learning that I'm enjoying. I'm not, you know, the, the things that are in us that are beautiful, that we want to foster and grow and nurture that wasn't quite happening. So I love the idea of a mentor. And in my old age, um, (laughs) in the jobs that I have had, whenever I like, uh, I'm working with somebody that's in their early twenties and they're obviously still trying to figure out exactly what this life is. I'm always quick to get in there and be like, Hey, what's up? Let's talk. Let me see if I can't suss out of you the things that you find beautiful in yourself right. and we can't foster those, you know, and have you really grow into like a high quality person. Um, so I, I love hearing that you are a resource now for people that are in that process of exactly finding out who they are and the family members that are like, what the fuck do I do throughout all of this? Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. that 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 can be hard, like being being, you know, a family member of someone that's transitioning and mm-hmm. and trying to to navigate through all of that because yeah. you know depending on on how old the person is you know everybody knew me is one thing for 35 years and all yeah. of a sudden hey surprise guess what wait what oh no right. <laughs> yeah. everything you thought you knew yeah not a thing right 
You know, no, I think it's 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 important. I think you know, especially if you are, you know, someone in in a marginalized community, whether you are, you know, BIPOC, whether you're you're gay, trans, lesbian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's important to you know if 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 you're able, because not everybody is, but it's mm-hmm. important to to be visible, so that yeah. you know youth and you know folks that are in rural communities folks that are in areas where they they have to be stealth they have to be in the closet they have to be you know whatever for because they're they're just in not a safe space at least there's that 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 visibility and they can see that there are people out there that are like them and they are not by themselves and that there are resources Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's, I think it's, it's something that I think a lot of folks don't really think about mm-hmm. until all of a sudden they're like, oh, I could have used one of these when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could have used one of these in my 20s. Yeah. And that yeah. I think is, you know, yeah, it's, I think it's important. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I, we had a chat like last week sometime. And, um, in an effort to like, kind of continue to grow in our relationship, we wrote down two things that like, okay, two things that I need. And one of the things that I needed that, that I wrote down that I need and is something that I, I realized still that even like, I'm, I've been a professional actor f- for 14 years now. Yeah. 14. Uh, so I'm used to being on stage, being on camera, you know, I've been a part of several national campaigns and things of that nature. Um, but I still struggle with feeling not seen, you know? So I get that still recognizing that, Hey, a need of mine is to feel seen. Not like, Hey, watch me. I'm doing silly things, but feeling as though I, the person that I am is seen, you know? And as as someone who is involved in the arts, whether, you know, being an actor or or performer of any kind Mm -hmm. that, being seen as you and not the character or right. the actor mm-hmm. can be tricky. Yeah. Like I, I, I generally have a pretty hard rule. I don't date anybody that has met me as Freddie first. Oh, wow. Okay. If you meet me as my, my drag persona, uh-huh. there is a good chance. You, they're n- not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Not going to happen. Okay. Like, cause that's, that's a, that's a hard line. Cause otherwise there's this, sort of expectation that's set because yeah. on stage my my on stage persona is not who i am like <laughs> i i am yeah you know after a show i want to grab a breakfast burrito go home and sit in my underwear and watch netflix like yeah. i don't want to be at the bar and party and drink and you know like that is not who i am but as a performer and you know and, and being on stage and being in the public eye you have to be on yeah. all the time mm-hmm. you know so it's that yep. uh, that's that's something i i can totally relate to like you yeah. you want someone to see you mm-hmm. and not the character or the performer yeah i i, I totally get that yeah. totally get that yeah right on man right on i was want to like there's a, this part of me that while I'm talking to you, I always want to interact with the people that don't exist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <And> ad- address <laughs> the people listening. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I just always have this. Well, you know, Hey guys, how do you, who, when are you listening to this months from now? 
We're not going right. to continue this in, like out of time. We're not going to talk through time. So that's why sometimes it's really handy because on the Fifi we're live so we can actually interact with our audience. Yeah. There's a little bit of a delay, but we right, still right, get right. that interaction. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That, and like as much like streaming as I watch where like the whatever they're doing and they like will look down and then read some of the comments and stuff and talk back. You know, there, there's this part of me that's always like, oh, man, maybe I should try and talk to nobody. There's nobody there. Nobody's watching this. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you know? And nobody's even going to watch it. They're just going to listen to the audio. So I don't, right. know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, anything else? jumping out at you we've talked about some pretty fantastic things i think so far anything else yeah, I, don't, I don't i i think i don't think so i think i don't I, nothing 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 off the top of my head okay well then this i feel this feels good to let it wind down to a close um thank you everybody for listening this has been another episode of other you i've had with me jace ryden please please go check him out at Freddie Prince Charming on Instagram. Check out the Facebook page. Also, let's have a Fifi. That's, you can find it on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, you, you, do you stream it concurrently, right? And all of those yes. places at once? Yeah, we stream it every, every Wednesday evening. We start at 8 p.m. Arizona time. We don't change time, so y'all are going to have to figure out what time that is in your time zone. <laughs> Math is hard. No. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't, yeah, we don't change. So yeah. every time it changes, I'm like, I have no idea what time it is anywhere else anymore. Right. Um, but it's 8 p.m. Arizona time every Wednesday. Um, we're actually starting back up. I guess it doesn't really matter because this is going to be after we start back yeah. up. But whatever. Listen, um, everyone, we're starting back up. Now. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and we stream live on Wednesdays on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch twitch.tv it's so it's gonna be twitch.tv slash let's have a fifi yes and okay. that's fifi f-e-f-e not f-i-f-i f-e-f-e yeah cool beans awesome excellent again imd for jace thank you so much for listening come back next week we'll have another episode for you Bye bye